This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The best way to support our show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash Click the Support Our Arts button, which takes you to Amazon. Just shop like you normally would, and Amazon will send us a little bit of money, which we will then use to purchase the entire catalog of Nancy Drew books, because she's good at solving mysteries, and maybe that will help us solve this mystery. We can learn a lot from, from Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, Skeeter is missing inside a grandfather clock. Oh. Let's go. We also need to buy grandfather clocks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, go to Amazon so to buy more grandfather clocks. Bye. All is lost when you aren't here. Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? I just don't know. Where did you go? Why aren't you here? Everything changed when you disappeared. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Hello, I'm Matt Manser. And I'm Eileen Mary O'Connell, and this is Skaterial, the Muppet Babies episode podcast where we investigate the disappearance of the Muppet Babies character, Skeeter. Oh, Skeeter, we see her on Muppet Babies. We see her. We adore her. So, so full of life, full of spunk. Spunk. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we both noticed her spunk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very evident and yeah, obvious. It's, it's hard not to notice it. Um, we see her on there, but we don't see her as an adult. Mm-mm. We see the other Muppets as adults. Kermit. Yeah, Fozzie. Piggy. Uh, Rolf. Animal. Scooter. Yeah, her twin brother. But he doesn't talk about, about Skeeter Mm-mm. when he's an adult, and... None of them have mentioned her. None of them have mentioned her, and we we want to know why. We want to know where she is. Is she safe? Is she alive? We don't know. She could be, last episode, um, we thought she could be in a zoo, but we don't know for sure. We don't we know for sure. We also thought she could be trapped in time and space somewhere. Mm-hmm. These are all real possibilities where the real Skeeter could be. It's true, and it's hard to tell because which one is more real? They're both so... All of them are so real-seeming. All these are just as likely as the next, mm-hmm. and it's... We're just looking for clues. If we can get some some sort of real hard evidence mm-hmm. pointing us one direction... That's our mission. Great. Yes. That's our mission on Skaterial. Yes, and uh, yeah, to do that, we are watching every episode of Muppet Babies uh, in order. Uh, we are on season two, episode 10 mm-hmm. right now, the episode entitled uh, The Great Muppet Cartoon Show, yes. I believe. Yes. And uh, to help us out, uh, we always have a, a guest with us to to also look for those clues and hopefully give us some insight. Uh, today we have with us uh, writer, comedian, actor Leslie Cena. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Yes, nice uh, to... <laughs> see you guys yeah good good to see you too good to see you good to meet you oh yes good night yes, so yes we haven't met leslie and i go back many years but oh. just leslie just meeting eileen for the first time mm-hmm. um, and matt and i go back many years yeah. but i'm meeting leslie for the first time <laughs> leslie and i have done stand-up comedy and sketch comedy together yes on the illustrious uh, extreme tambourine extreme tambourine at the ucb theater during the year 2010. Probably both, maybe. Did it cross? I think it was 2010. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Hmm. Look for us on Facebook. We do not have any new sketches because we have not been active since 2010, but we still have a Facebook page. And we probably still get updates when it gets liked. 
Yeah, I get the updates. Oh, oh, yeah, and Awkward Prov. We did improv together called Awkward Prov. And that still gets views for some reason. We have not done any shows, shows with that in years like, and years. At least four or five years? Five or six years? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Yeah. Checks. Eileen, out. did you ever see Awkward Prov or Extreme Tambourine? <laughs> no, I was still a college student in oh, those stop. years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anything in the L.A. comedy community before 2011 is just, it's just dead space to me. So I wasn't there. Well, hopefully Skeeter is in dead space. Oh, goodness. I hope not. (laughs) Um, Leslie, we always like to ask our guests um, about their sort of history with Muppet Babies. Like, did you watch it when it was first on at all? I watched it a couple of times, but it wasn't one of my shows. But you, you you saw like a a couple episodes yeah, here yeah. and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when and when when you did see it though, did you ever wonder, hey, who is this Muppet who I haven't seen in other Muppet things? Skeeter, why is there an extra Muppet here? Well, I remember being pleased that there was another girl on the show, um, but mm-hmm. also, I guess I don't know. I feel like when you're a kid, you just accept it. Yeah. Like suddenly they, he's got a twin sister. Great. Yeah. Cool. She seems she doesn't do much, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Scooter was a was one of my favorite Muppets. Ah, oh, yeah. Why is he? Why is he one of your favorite Muppets? I don't know, but I just kind of like walk. I liked watching him run around hysterically on the Muppet Show. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. He was very frazzled on the Muppet Show. Yeah, that was fun to watch. And I identify yeah. with that generally. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I guess I could relate to that. Yeah, it's like Scooter is like a. An organized person, I feel like you are as well, Leslie. Yeah, but the flip side of that is that you tend to, um, there's a lot of emotion that goes with that. Yeah. Like when things aren't organized in the proper order. Yes, that's true. Or um, <laughs> it, it may appear organized, but I know the truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Outsiders say, oh, this is very organized. And you can be like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Uh, I think what was somebody... I don't know. Somebody gave me a compliment. Like, you're one of the most organized people I know. And I'm like, that's just the most boring compliment. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is, I think I I dated somebody who said, uh, you know, I really marvel at your practicality. (laughs) They just marvel at it, though. He just marveled at it. Marveled. Wow, so practical. (laughs) I know. What? Look out, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've ever had, like, a big Scooter fan yeah, I think this before. is the first. No, I, I'm, I'm genuinely a Scooter fan. I think. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was an assistant stage manager, too, <laughs> though. So, yeah. I mean, and that essentially is that job. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, we, we've had, we'll just say, not to not to break your love of Scooter, but he mm-hmm. is a suspect. I mean, he is, he's a family, the closest family member to Skeeter. So we do, if something does ha- has happened, he's, we definitely think yeah. of him as a possibility. He would be interrogated first but to be fair uh matt is also a suspect mm. i am a suspect mm-hmm. you're surrounded right now by boards of all the suspects we have the giant so board and string up it's on impressive. there yeah um i don't think matt and i did it though yeah i mean we've mentioned this before but like i know i didn't do it and i'm pretty sure you didn't do I it. i know i didn't do it <laughs> but i put my name up there just so like because we're in this together. Yeah. There's a blank one. There's a lot of yarn things all go to one with, like, a big question mark and a silhouette on it. Oh, yeah. That's 
Uh, you know, when you play bingo and you have that middle space. <laughs> oh, okay. I this is it. the middle space of our investigation. <laughs> but if we find the person who matches that yeah. silhouette, mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that silhouette look like? I don't know. Hmm. I think it kind of looks like Sam the Eagle, but a little bit. Oh, but we don't see him up at Babies. No, yet. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh boy. Well, um, we've got this uh, episode to get through that'll hopefully. Have some clues for us. Yeah. Eileen, you want to tell us how this episode begins? Yeah. Let's see. Scooter is using his computer to draw an astronaut, but it isn't coming out right. Scooter looks at the printed pictures and says, wow, where do you learn how to draw a football player, Scooter? And Kermit explains that it's actually an astronaut. As she's flipping through the pictures quickly, she notices that it looks like the astronaut is moving. And she says... Wow, did you see that? The football player moves when you flip the pages. The babies gather around in awe, and Rolf notes how it's like one of those cartoon flip books. Scooter claims that he did that on purpose. The babies all decide to make their own flip books using Scooter's computer paper. Hmm. He just, I mean, he was clearly lying. He was like, oh, I did that on purpose to cover up that it was cool so he could take credit for it. Yeah. Leslie, just defend Scooter here. Yeah, yeah you're you're a Scooter defender now, so a go. I mean, I, don't, I can't defend foul play, but at least in this case, I mean, you know, it's a it's it's very difficult in a primitive drawing to tell the difference between a football helmet and an astronaut's helmet. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that he that that is completely plausible that he intended to draw a football player. Mm-hmm. But I think his lie is more. I intended it to be a flip book. Oh, oh yeah, I'm like sorry. an animated yes. thing. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't really defend that. <laughs> okay, yeah. interesting. Although, it, what was, what's interesting, too, is uh, that uh, she, did, she didn't know where he got that level of skill. So clearly, uh, he spends a lot of time doing things that she's not aware of. Hmm. hmm. That seems suspicious. That is suspicious. Um, I, I will defend Scooter a bit here, because... <gasps> uh, Scooter, I mean, he is a bit... Of an of an outcast, I would say he's definitely he's he's not not cool. Like definitely, Skeeter is the fun twin, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can see him wanting to take credit for something fun because he's so seen as not fun most of the time. Yeah, he's just looking for a little little respect. I guess we all are in a way. And he was just criticized for his drawing a couple times by his own sister. By his own mm-hmm. sister. That's hard. Sometimes I gotta remember to put myself in Scooter's shoes. Which, yeah. which one of them is the oldest and which is the youngest? Ooh. I don't think... Is that ever mentioned up until this point? Yeah, I've never heard, like, hey, I'm a minute older kind of thing. And that's a common thing that twins argue about. They might yeah. not know, because uh, one of the theories is that all the babies are orphans, so they might not know who was born first, because they don't have parents to tell them. Yeah. Or maybe even... I mean, how are capybaras born? Is it typically one at a time, or is oh, it yeah. a litter? Oh, uh, are there others? If it, was a, if it was a litter. That's true. Oh, one of the leading theories is that uh, <laughs> Scooter and Skeeter are capybaras. Okay, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the capybara breeding process works, how many are in a a litter. Yeah. Leslie, as a... As a scooter fan, I'm just going to keep okay. bringing it back to that. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but since you you had a, 
have a, a fondness for, for Scooter. Have you ever thought about what species they are? Because we've, like we said, that is a theory that they, there might be capybaras, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure. It's oh, a side I always, mystery. I always thought that Scooter was a, was human. Oh. oh. I mean. Could they be human? Could be. I feel like the, the I guess face I mean, is kind of an odd shape for a human. Like a Muppet human. Like a Muppet version of a well, what about like Beaker? Is Beaker human or Doctor Bunsen Honeydew? I believe they are both. They are both human. Hmm. I'm not convinced of that. You're not convinced that <laughs> Bunsen and Beaker are human. Mm-mm. What do you think Bunsen and Beaker are? I think uh, Bunsen is either an actual honeydew <laughs> or an avocado, <laughs> and I think. Uh, I, think, I think Beaker is a roll of toilet paper <laughs> that came to life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like an empty roll. Mm-hmm. We've never uh, discussed it. We've <laughs> talked about what Bunsen is before. Yeah. Why is he called Honeydew if he's an avocado? Oh, he's. Whenever <laughs> I look at him, I just think about avocados. That's an actual thing about me. <laughs> it might speak more about myself than about honeydew could beaker be uh, an actual beaker oh perhaps he would be more of an erlenmeyer flask Mm. Mm. that has somehow come to life yeah and gotten a haircut (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah could how did he i wonder how he would have come to life could it have been through a bunsen invention did he bring him wow yeah oh my goodness it would have to be something like that it would hmm it's a lot to think about. Yeah. If you have any theories of what you think Bunsen and Beaker are, please tweet them at us at Skaterial. But I, I think I think Bunsen and Beaker are human, but Scooter and Skeeter are not human. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll but that's all up for debate. More questions. Oh, There's always more mysteries. It's yeah, that's that's interesting. I never really thought of them as being anything other than human. Huh. Hmm. But he looks a lot like Kermit. I mean, facially, he looks similar. Yeah. Bone structure. Bone structure. Similar bone structure. Mm -hmm. Height. Yeah. General floppiness. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's true. Different type of eyes, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not not green. So Um, to rule out out them being reptiles. Maybe. Kermit doesn't have yarn hair, yarn-like tendril hair. Yeah. I guess Kermit doesn't have a nose. That's true. So the glasses would have been a difficult. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's if it's an animal, it is an animal that like prominently has a nose. Hmm. Capybara. Capybara. <laughs> <laughs> we already know that capybaras can wear glasses because a listener tweeted a actual picture of a capybara in glasses to us. It wasn't Skeeter, but it. It could be looked enough like that species. Mm-hmm. Could be a relative of Skeeter's. Yeah. Well, what happens next on the episode? All right. Next on the episode, uh, Fozzie asks how you even draw a flipbook. Uh, Piggy explains that you draw on a piece of paper, then another, then another, with each one being a little different from the last. Skeeter says, I finished mine. Want to see it, Gonzo? And shows her flipbook of a stick figure doing a cartwheel. Uh, Fozzie draws a flipbook of stick figures laughing and says a joke. Why do, uh, why do movie stars have lots of fans? Give up? Because they're hot. Uh, the stick figures throw tomatoes. Uh, stick figure audience throws tomatoes at Fozzie. Uh, Fozzie says that sometimes he thinks he should give up comedy and go into the tomato sauce business. Mm. Uh, Nanny comes in and the babies show off their flip books. 
Nanny says they can make real cartoons if they want to and leads the babies into the hallway. She opens the closet and takes out an old movie 8mm camera. She explains that all they have to do is make lots of drawings like they did with the flipbooks, then put uh, them under the camera and click the shutter button once for each drawing. Skeeter says, sounds easy, and Nanny says that it is. Uh, then Nanny says that she'll help them set it up. We cut to the babies alone in the nursery. The camera is sloppily tied to the ladder of a toy fire truck, and Scooter says, the camera is set up just like Nanny showed us. Uh, Nanny. Nanny. Uh, oh, I'm going to help you guys. Nope. Nope. Here's the... I just... I do not like her. I don't like Nanny. I say that a lot. I'm saying it again. She didn't help them. No. She'd lead them to a camera. She... And explained how it works. Explained the fundamentals of animation, but made it seem easy when it is not easy. Animation is a very... It's a hard, hard business. It's very tedious. You spend a lot of hours just slaving away. Oh, it's true. I actually studied animation. I wanted to be an animator when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, and I live with an animator. Oh. (laughs) These are facts about me. (laughs) You are not wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Skeeter thinks it's easy. Well, sure, Skeeter's got... She's confident. She's confident, she's yeah. Spu- she's got the spunk. She's also young. That's true. The time doesn't have as much meaning to her. <laughs> yeah. The hours spent animating mm-hmm. don't matter. She's got time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has time to develop skill. It's time that she won't even remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could Skeeter be an animator somewhere? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Well, that is a good reason for people to disappear. Yeah, she might just be animating she's something. She's just working. <gasps> Oh, my goodness. I mean, those guys, they never take time off. Yeah. No. She might just be working on her her thesis project at CalArts. CalArts. <laughs> I would hope she'd be out of out of college by now. And I mean, it's well, hard. It's, I, I don't want to skip ahead too far, but, I mean, if she does stop motion, she could still be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will get to that little teaser for later in the episode mm-hmm. involving stop motion and, and Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Um... Be a nanny, and nanny's no help. I guess it's kind of a, I don't know, what do they call it? It's its the opposite of helicopter parenting. You just sort of, like, have a playground of stuff around and have them figure it out. It's like a UPS driver uh, parenting where she just dumps stuff and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any UPS drivers out there, if you're listening, tell us your parenting skills. Yes, please. My my brother-in-law is a UPS driver. Oh, we should have him. <laughs> do you want to have him on the show? And uh, they have three kids. Ooh. Um, but hey, he, hey, you're an as uncle. far as this, I'm an uncle, um, but he, he's, he's a good dad. He doesn't just drop them off like Nanny does That's with their kids. So Okay. Hashtag. Maybe it's like a FedEx, oh, FedEx. driver because yeah. I don't know any FedEx drivers, so maybe they're all bad parents. I wonder <laughs> what else was on, the, on that reel. It was an 8-millimeter camera, right? So... Mm-hmm. She's got it for some reason. Yeah, why does she have an 8mm camera just lying around? I don't know. In a previous episode, she rented a video camera to film herself playing Playing tennis. tennis. What? (laughs) Yeah, that was a whole premise of an episode. She's like, I have this uh, camera that I rented to watch myself play tennis, and it's it's not back to the store for another few hours. You kids can play with this video camera I rented while I go off alone and leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And then the babies recreated Star Wars. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's very impressive, but... Yeah. But still, Nanny, just like, 
she already had a camera, which mm-hmm. is weird that she rented one, but then she just like leaves this rented camera with babies. Maybe she doesn't have a projector? Hmm. hmm. Yeah, because it was the thing she rented, I think, was more of a like a camera that maybe takes VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah, like one of those, uh, what do you call them? Um, like a V or VHSC. Hmm. Hmm. Coming out the, like the little little tape that actually just sort of chunks into the bigger VHS tape yeah. and goes in your yeah. But yeah, I do wonder what is on that eight millimeter camera she already has. Yeah, there could be Miss, clues on there. Yeah, it could be some evidence. True. Hmm. Interesting. Again, I'm very suspicious of Nanny. It also uh, does imply uh, that there would be a photo, what well, you know, like a photo developing place somewhere that she had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Oh, we need to find the local photo developer. Mm-hmm. The, like... Photomat. Photomat, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we need to, well, we need to figure out exactly where Nanny's nursery was. We know... We, we think it's somewhere in Southern California. Yeah. But we, we don't know Los for Angeles? Sure. Or, like, the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. Because at the time, they would have been developing film, like, a 8mm film. She wouldn't be, like sending it to Fujifilm or something like that. Mm-mm. Right. I wonder if there's a green, or a, what do you call it? Say green room. That's not right. A dark room? Dark, dark room. Dark room. <laughs> or a green room. It's For plants. <laughs> a dark, maybe, does she have a dark room in the nursery? Oh my goodness. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, also, oh, Fozzie told a joke in oh, here. Oh yeah, we, should... we always like to analyze Fozzie's jokes. We think it's important to the investigation. Why do movie stars have lots of fans? Because they're hot? Ooh. How would you rate that one? I'm... I feel like this... The punchline can have two meanings. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the intended meaning is. Yeah, I don't think he... I wasn't sure if he knew what hot meant. Yeah. In, like, an attractiveness sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he meant that or just hot as in... Oh, they're the temperature. The, the temperature is high, and they need fans. And, it, and if it's one of those, like more of an anti-joke kind of thing, I kind of like it when like a joke could have two real meanings, though. So <laughs> I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a nine. I th- I found it confusing. I give it a three. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what was Leslie. the joke again? Can you repeat that one more time? Why do movie stars have lots of fans? Give up because they're hot. Hmm. Yeah, that's like a two. Guys, <laughs> it's fine. We can all have different opinions. Yeah, that's why <laughs> we have guests, and why Matt and I are two different people. <laughs> that's why we're two different people. <laughs> that's why. That's <laughs> the official reason. Uh huh. Mark that down. All right. What's next on the episode? Next on the episode, Piggy smudges a drawing and needs an eraser. Then she uses Gonzo's nose as the eraser. She tells Kermit that her cartoon is Pignocchio and imagines Kermit as Jiminy Kermit. He stumbles in an old old toy shop and tries to dance with Pignocchio, a wooden pig that he wishes was real. Gonzo comes in as the blue fairy and has Jiminy uh, Jiminy Kermit sign a document, then grants him his wish. Pignocchio comes to life and the blue fairy offers to take her to fairy country, saying he, he can get her a nice job with the Wizard of Oz. Pignocchio rejects him and immediately becomes smitten with Jiminy Kermit. She wants to run away together to a swamp, explaining that she can float forever because she's made of wood. So, a weird story. Mm-hmm. That's very weird. I thought the contract was going to come back in some way. That seemed Me a little too. ominous, and then it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Pinocchio, uh, I mean, 
Uh, Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio aren't romantically involved. No. <laughs> it's like a mentor-mentee kind of relationship. Yeah. yeah. And in Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket's not the one that wishes Pinocchio to life. It's yeah. Geppetto. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very confused. I mean, I mean, obviously this is just sort of Piggy imagining a scenario. This is Piggy's fan fiction. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just some odd... It feels like fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, what if Pinocchio was a pig and this cricket was a frog and I was attracted to him? <laughs> it's just very, very strange. It's a very specific fantasy. Yeah. Very odd, very odd fan fiction. We should see if, go online and see if there's any fan fiction that is this. Mm-hmm. I was about to suggest that we should go online and see if there's any Muppet Babies fan fiction. <laughs> oh, there has to be. There has to be. There's fan art, because yeah. I've been horrified by things that I've seen <laughs> while oh, looking no. for images of Skeeter to post on Throwback Thursdays on our Twitter. <laughs> Almost as scary as this investigation. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll see <laughs> Piggy's uh, cruelty again, using Gonzo as an eraser. Mm-hmm. I thought that was important to mention. <laughs> She's when I was well aware that that is not an eraser. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. She was kind of playing dumb, but, mm-hmm. oh, here's the eraser, but she knows. And then knows. We, she knows. <laughs> Gonzo's knows. Yeah. She, she, knows. <laughs> she knows. Good word. <laughs> but Gonzo even says, she, she'll, no, well, you know, Gonzo, what am I trying to say? <laughs> uh, doesn't she say, um, doesn't Gonzo say, uh, you're welcome? As if this, the whole thing was cool? He probably... I don't know if he says that here. I think maybe later. Usually when Gonzo is abused by Piggy, and we see it a little later, Gonzo will say, like, oh, she used my nose in a, as an eraser. It must be love, mm. is often what he'll say. Yeah. But I think here he didn't take it as a sign of love. Mm-mm. Which is good, but I think that all changes in a segment a little bit later. Yeah. It was progress, and then... Backsliding. Then backsliding. <sighs> Gonzo. Could Piggy have used Skeeter as an eraser <laughs> at some point? Oh, no. Oh, Could no. that have been been the demise of Skeeter? Well, it is one of those ones where, well, she fought back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Piggy erased her. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> Uh, what happens next on the episode, Mancer? Right. Uh, next, uh, we're back in the nursery. Uh, Fozzie tells Animal that he's drawing an animated chicken joke. Animal eats some of the paper, spits it out, and says, Bad joke. Uh, Fozzie nibbles on the paper and says that uh, it tastes pretty funny to him. Uh, Skeeter says, What kind of cartoon are you making, Gonzo? And Gonzo says that he's starting his very own cartoon studio. He imagines himself running Gonzo Studios, where he's in charge of a whole team of old-timey animators. Uh, Gonzo tries to think of a character that will make his new studio really take off. He suggests a blue weirdo, but his team says no way. Uh, Gonzo instead draws a mouse named Irving Mouse, who grabs Gonzo's pencil and draws a hole to jump in. Gonzo reaches in the hole, but the mouse fights back and drags him down the hole with him. Inside the mouse hole, the mouse refuses to give Gonzo back his pencil. The mouse draws more mice, and they all start dancing, playing piano, and pranking Gonzo. 
Uh, Gonzo wonders how he's ever going to be a famous cartoon maker if the mice won't do what they're told. Gonzo gets his pencil back and draws a cat who tries to attack the mice, but then the mice steal the pencil again and draw a dinosaur. Uh, Gonzo freaks out because he doesn't want to be in the cartoon anymore. Um, it's He freaks out pretty hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. And back in the nursery, he snaps back into reality, and this somehow leads to the episode song called We Love Cartoons. Yeah, that was legitimately disturbing, seeing Gonzo freak out. I felt very bad for him, and I don't normally feel bad for him. Yeah, Gonzo was trapped. He at least felt trapped in this this cartoon world he was imagining and mm-hmm. didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah. It's, it was a pretty – I mean, it was a pretty detailed version of a fantasy – I mean, well, it had all the well, – a lot of history of animation references in it. Grady mm-hmm. the Dinosaur was in it. They were doing like check a muck basically, mm-hmm. and um, who? What else? Oh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice with the brooms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Gonzo knows a lot of animation yeah, history. Yeah, so just is subconsciously, which is pretty impressive. But then he couldn't couldn't get out of it. No, couldn't get out of his own cartoon. Just gibbering and smearing paint all over. It was freaky. Also, kind of. Um, Messed up and insensitive for the babies to start singing about how much they love cartoons after Gonzo has a freak out <laughs> about true. cartoons. Oh, that was something I noticed about the, that, that that song. Um, Skeeter is pretty much not in it. Yeah, I did notice that too. They would they do this uh, montage while they're singing this song, and they'd show like the, at one point the Muppet babies are like pretending to be famous. Animated characters? We yeah. don't see Skeeter, though. No. no, we do see Scooter at one point. Yeah. Yeah. See, we see, like, Fozzie, like, as Bugs Bunny, I remember, mm-hmm. in this song. Uh, Piggy was, Betty I Boop. think, Betty Boop. Yeah. I don't remember the, who the other ones were, but... Uh, but they would spotlight them, and it would never be Skeeter. Yeah. Is that... I mean, that's kind of what the reality became as adults. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Skeeter... If she's still with us, she's being left out, and we don't know if that's her choice. Mm-hmm. Or if she was forced out. Yeah. Did she just refuse to participate in the sequence for any, I don't know, danger reasons? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, she was so enthused about cartoons before, you'd think she'd want to jump in on a song about cartoons. Well, she might be busy animating. It's true. As we'll see in, a, we'll in, see, yeah. in the upcoming segment. Um, but um, just back to Gonzo... For for a second, I mean, yeah. and, and freaking out, he's very gung ho about a cartoon studio. Then he can't do it. I mean, is that just sort of Gonzo's insecurity about himself and his abilities coming through, mm-hmm. not letting him even imagine success? success. Yeah. Oh, it's a like a fever failure dream. Yeah. It's something we see we see a lot of that with Fozzie with his jokes, like even in, in his imagination, audiences hate his jokes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that they all became successful. It's true. You know who's always successful in her imagination? Skeeter. Skeeter. And then, so if you imagine failure, you succeed. Oh no! But if you imagine success, you, you fail. Disappear. You disappear, and you have a podcast started about you. So, do you think you know her disappearance is due to hubris? Possibly. She's got too too self assured, too mm-hmm. cocky. Mm-hmm. Flew too close to the sun. Yeah. No. Tried some great gymnastics. Yeah, I was about to say mm-hmm. swung too close to the sun. Yeah. 
swung that trapeze too close to the sun. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. She she just burned up literally into the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, the saddest. Boy. That's so sad. Luckily, that would be difficult to prove. Well, I, don't know, I think it's unluckily. I think we want to prove it. Yeah. Um, want, how do we even? Where do we begin? Um, NASA, if oh, you're listening. Yeah, uh, the institution of NASA, if you're listening, <laughs> and you have any expertise on. Um, swinging, swinging close to the sun mm-hmm. and explosions caused by being too close to the sun or mm-hmm. anything related to a capybaras and sunlight. Mm-hmm. If you've seen any strange things on your telescope anytime yeah. between 1991 and the present yeah. that mm-hmm. looks like a capybara flying into the sun, <laughs> let us know. Please, uh, we're available day and night. I mean, they film most things. NASA's pretty on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just have a camera on a telescope set on the sun at all times. Yeah, like. yeah, just in case the sun does something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what, a couple weeks ago the sun did something? Yeah, eclipsed. Yeah. Eclipsed. eclipsed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that. Yeah, maybe Skeeter eclipsed the sun. <gasps> maybe. I did stare at the eclipse without my glasses on. Really? <laughs> <laughs> a couple episodes ago we revealed that Eileen did that. And then I, I mean, you could see that my eyes my eyes are sealed shut right now. Uh-huh. Um, you you've been regaining your sight. Been regaining the sight. The <laughs> the leakage has not stopped yet. No, but it's, that, we- it's weeping a little bit. Yeah, that might it's a mixture of tears and just um, other fluids. <laughs> anyway, that happened. So kids don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that, that, kids. Also, don't fly too close to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mancer, this investigation can get a little scary sometimes. It, yeah, it's spooky even. Spooky. Sp- spooky. Spooky. Hey, um, what else is spooky? Halloween? Halloween. What do we need for Halloween? Uh, costumes. costumes. <laughs> maybe, even, maybe even costumes for less. Ooh, okay, well that is... A great segue into one of our new sponsors, uh, CostumesForLess.com. It's a leading online retailer of Halloween costumes and accessories, drama and theme party costumes, lingerie, and sexy wear. What? I know. I know. We're getting a little spicy. (laughs) Shoes and party and wedding supplies. Oh, man. Uh... I've heard that uh, Costumes for Less mission is to offer <laughs> the most pleasant online shopping experience by providing the widest selection of products at best possible prices via their easy-to-use, full-featured, and secure website. Whoa! Oh, whoa. Well, I heard that there's a low-price guarantee that applies to every item every day. Uh, I heard uh, it's a leading online retailer of Halloween costumes that carry the largest selection of costumes on this planet. What? Not other planets. No, Earth. If you're on Mars, if you're on Venus. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. (laughs) But here on Earth. Our Earth, the planet that we all live in. Yeah. um, (laughs) Then you can get your Halloween costumes today and get free shipping on your order by going to BoardWalkAudio.com slash costumes. Do it! Do it! Do it, please! And then look for Skeeter. Yeah, look for Skeeter. Help! (laughs) Uh, What's next on the episode? Ooh, next on the episode, Rolf says that he invented a new type of cartoon called Pianimation. He plays the keys of his piano as paper with colorful patterns comes out of the piano's body. 
This fades into a brief psychedelic segment where pretty impressionism inspired animation takes over the screen. Back in the nursery, Rolf explains that he poured colored paint on the pads in the piano to make it happen. Gonzo looks in the audience and says, I'm impressed, aren't you? And the answer is yes, Gonzo. I, Eileen <laughs> Mary O'Connell, was very impressed by that segment. How did he get the paper to go through the piano? That's the part I didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, was it Scooter's printer? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it makes it, sense. It, he yeah, just like feed it through the... That makes sense. Checks out. Yeah. Uh, Scooter points the camera at his computer, saying that computers are best for animation because they're so exact and mathematical. Uh, this is such a plug. <laughs> Animal smears paint over Scooter's computer screen, saying, make better. But Scooter says he's ruining his animation. Animal keeps smearing paint, and Scooter calls it sloppy and says that good animation is organized. Again, a plug. Mm Mm-hmm. He accidentally traps himself in his computer animation. He accidentally traps himself in his computer animation and begs Animal to help him get out of there. Animal imagines a group of moving paintbrushes adding colors to Scooter's computer world. Scooter realizes that maybe animation doesn't have to be so exact after all, and he's immediately freed. He helps Animal paint. Animal says, good cartoon, and Scooter says, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, very Sorcerer's Apprentice-inspired segments. And also, it was one of those... You know, that period... it, It wasn't the best period in computer animation. That was not... That, uh, that was not a good time for it. That was the time where everybody was trying to convince you that that was the way everything was going, but everybody was sort of like, yeah, mm-hmm. lamps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is that? They, the, they show that like their their um, their 3D animation that they show was really bad. Yeah, it was very, very rudimentary. Well, Scooter is a baby. <laughs> He's a baby. So like, you have to imagine a baby doing that and okay. it becomes very impressive. No, so it felt more like the opposite of a plug to me because... Animals chaos seemed to be mm-hmm. what was more fun than the computer animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the animals paint splatter is what set Scooter free from the, the literal cage <laughs> yeah. created by his computer animation. A little bit of a Tron thing. Yeah. Even yeah. the graphics go pretty Tron at it's that Tron-esque. point. It was nice to see Scooter have a fun time, though, because <laughs> he's often very, very frantic. Yeah. And it was just nice to see him lighten up for a second. Yeah. Leslie, you brought up Tron, which does remind me a couple episodes ago, uh, Pam Murphy suggested that Skeeter, Scooter could have somehow trapped Skeeter in a Tron-like scenario, mm-hmm. which seems possible, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he has the technology. We've shown that. Yeah, and this was maybe more, the most, one of the more Tron-like mm-hmm. things we've seen, so. It's true. We have and to search Tron can now. Get uh, trapped in it. I mean, it's it's been yeah. He he's he has it. He's had it go wrong. He knows that he's got that capability. And now he's just looking for a reason. Are we going to have to watch Tron? We have to watch Tron. We have to watch Tron, Fight Club. Fight Club. We have to watch Tron Legacy too. Yeah. I just want to watch those in general. Why? Uh, what do you? Why are you watching Fight Club? <laughs> oh, uh, a lot of guests. Like to spoiler break, spoiler. <laughs> We're gonna spoil Fight Club. We're spoiling Fight Club again. Yes, but a lot of most of the time, a lot of guests have theorized that Scooter is in a Tyler Durden uh, situation where he is imagining Skeeter and they're the same person. Because hmm. Skeeter is like the more fun one, so he can yeah. sort of project mm-hmm. this more fun personality onto someone else. Do they interact much in the series? Because they didn't. In this episode. Not in this episode. In other episodes, like, they'll have their, like, little sibling fights. Okay. But, you yeah, know, they've, they've kind of been 
lightening up around each other lately. That's good. They need to branch out and yeah. not just depend on each other. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch Tron with you. <laughs> yeah. I love Tron so much. Should we move on to the... Last segment? Last segment. What happens last on the episode? We get a big big Skeeter moment. Oh, yes. Uh, next. Uh, Skeeter is at a table playing with Clay. Uh, she says, hey, Kermit, bring the camera over here, will ya? Uh, she explained that she's doing Clay animation. Uh, Piggy is super interested in how it's done. And Skeeter says... First, you look at yourself in the mirror to see how your body moves. Uh, Piggy says she loves looking at herself in the mirror. And Gonzo says, me too, Piggy. Creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. referring to mm-hmm. looking at Piggy. It was very creepy. Gross. Uh, then Skeeter says, then you move your arm a little. And Piggy says, you mean like this? And shoves uh, Gonzo's arm. Uh, Skeeter says, then you move the little head a little. And Piggy ties Gonzo's nose in a knot. Uh, Gonzo says, uh, I'm putty in your arms, my sweet piglet. Uh, Piggy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So gross. Piggy hits him and walks away, and suddenly Gonzo looks kind of like Gumby before falling over. Uh, Kermit says that Skeeter's clay animation is looking great, and we see the clay transform from a fish to a dinosaur, Mm -hmm. and it looks freaking cool. Yeah, (laughs) I wrote that. (laughs) Kermit says, uh... Kermit says, that was incredible, Skeeter. And Skeeter says, thanks. Uh, the babies are all super impressed. Um, Gonzo is getting tired and suggests that they all quit for the day. The babies don't respond. He tries approaching them, but they won't move. Um, a 2D Rolf falls over, and it's clear that they're all cardboard cutouts. Animal emerges and says, fool you, and the real babies all come out from hiding under the couch. Gonzo claims that they didn't fool him, then asks us, did they fool you? Uh, to answer your question, Gonzo, no, they did not fool me. <laughs> I was fooled a little. Oh, you were? Yeah, they they weren't saying anything. <laughs> okay. They were pretty okay. seamless. I mean, they, they you know, like, like time had stopped or mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. Okay. Um, but here we get Skeeter's big moment in the show. Yeah. Although it's mostly upstaged by, by Piggy and Gonzo. Yeah. yeah. As always. I mean, she's done good work and then they just sort of walk away with the rest of the story mm-hmm. yeah but it, I mean that that clearly took some time I mean that explains where she's been mm-hmm. yeah if she hasn't if she has, wasn't in that song maybe she's just working on working her on clay on her clay, clay animation yeah. it's transformations you can't really there's no going back you, you, you just you can't fix a drawing or something you just have to keep going forward yeah yeah but the babies were all very like they were very impressed by her and it was just nice seeing Skeeter have a moment in the sun. All the babies the giving sun. the s- a sun. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that she's she's in the sun. <laughs> she might be in the sun right now. Uh, her moment in the hypothetical sun right now, <laughs> and all the babies just kind of appreciating her work. And she wasn't cocky about it. She was just like, "Yeah, I did a good job." Well, thematically, when you look at the things that she was transforming into, um, what it looks like there was a fish. Mm-hmm. So escape. Um, there was a T-Rex mm-hmm. um, extinction. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, I forget. I... Um, you wrote fish and dinosaur. I think there was more, but I don't remember what they were. Yeah, well, I can't listen. Those are the big ones. If you list everything, then this recap will take <laughs> hours. Yeah. But, yeah, she was working something out in her film, whether or not anybody noticed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was freaking cool. This en- The ending... It just seems out of place. Yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense. 
Like, why are they suddenly pranking Gonzo? With why are they making cardboard cutouts? That's not animation. Yeah, it's yeah. not animation. Also, it's kind of the opposite. Also, those are very accurate. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. So, who did it? Who made them? I feel like Nanny, maybe. <sighs> like think- in the background somewhere, she had these made and just left them around to see what they would do with them. Oh no! She like went to Kinkos or something. <laughs> Blew up her her best photo group photo of all of them, cut them all out, put them on some foam core, and oh no! <laughs> Wonder if that's so. If they if the babies go missing because she's so negligent, she can just put their cardboard cutouts there and fool yeah child and protective it, services yeah. when they come mm-hmm. by. Yeah, so if they they yeah if they just look through the the little window on the door, like they'll yeah. just see a bunch of little little muppet babies mm-hmm. just having a day. Oh man! And then. We should find Skeeter's cardboard cutout. <gasps> was that shown? Oh, did they show a Skeeter I one? Don't, I remember they showed Piggy. I know Piggy that. And Rolf. And Rolf. Kermit, I think. I would not be surprised if Skeeter was missing from that lineup oh. as well. That's, oh, that's, that's very just scary. Just leaving out Skeeter, despite her... Obvious talent. Yeah. Drive. Mm-hmm. Hubris. It's very... Very sad. Very Once sad. again, <laughs> we're crying. I'm weeping so much. All I do is weep on this show. <laughs> Although one reason to prank Gonzo, as we mentioned, being very creepy, just like grossly checking out Piggy's body in yeah. a mirror. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and babies. Blatantly admitting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's oh, it's so creepy. Gonzo's been raised in some way that that is has been said that it's appropriate or that's yeah. appropriate behavior. He's modeling like inappropriate behavior. And to be clear, it's not appropriate behavior. No, it's not. Gonzo, if you're out there and you would like to um, speak about your um, terrible behavior towards women, especially Miss Piggy, we are available day and night. And please come on the show. I will be uncomfortable around you because I'm a woman, but I will do this for the investigation. I don't even think that was necessary for what Skeeter was doing to look at your body in the mirror. Wasn't she animating like a head or something or a... It it looked like it was initially like a person, okay. like a. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how necessary it was, but but mostly it's just Gonzo just being a creep, mm-hmm. creeping out. Uh, I feel like he he matured somewhat since then, but he's just, he's he's into chickens now. Yeah, <laughs> that's mature. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's good for everybody else. I've I've never heard him be like really particularly creepy towards chickens. His his girlfriend Camilla the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Possessive maybe, but not yeah. creepy. Which is a different form of creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Gonzo. Gonzo. I used to like Gonzo. So, uh, did <laughs> it's you been like ruined. You you liked him before we started this podcast? Yeah. I kind of did too and uh. <sighs> This is hard. So much has been ruined from this podcast. <laughs> The fight of the fight of for the plot for Fight Club, uh, Gonzo's likability. <laughs> yep. Um, the sun itself. Yeah, the sun. Yeah. Well, I think uh, again we've had more questions more than questions answers. Questions and answers seems to be the theme of every episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leslie, is there anything you'd like to plug before we say goodbye? Oh, sure. Uh, well, I wrote a book. Um, if you were interested in that 
Um, I wrote a book called uh, Restart Me Up, the unauthorized, unaccurate oral history of Windows 95. (laughs) It is a fake oral history of Windows 95, and you can get it on Amazon. Uh, And yeah, it's... um, it's. Uh, at, did you know that two weeks ago it was the twenty second anniversary of the launch of Windows ninety five? Oh wow! Well, if you did not know that, you should have because that's an important holiday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a fun book. You can get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, through Amazon or through devastatorpress dot com or certain bookstores. Ooh, certain I couldn't tell stores. you which ones, but <laughs> some of them. Okay. Yeah, look for those. We've had. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Golden and Patrick Baker and Joan Ford, all Devastator Press writers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, check out uh, all their books, but specifically right now, Leslie's book mm-hmm. on the the unauthorized history of Windows, history of Windows 95. <laughs> uh, there are no Muppet Babies references in it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> there's, there's some, I think there is a reference to animation, but, but no Muppet Babies. I mean, that's... That's understandable. Yeah, not there every- weren't a lot of. I mean, Muppet Babies was not making new episodes at the time of Windows ninety five. Mm-hmm. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's. It must be weird to. You wrote a book on a fake history when we're talking about real history on yeah. this show. We're talking about real history and real Muppets yeah. and real problems. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can follow Skaterial on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Skaterial. Give us a follow. Share any theories or thoughts that you might have about the investigation. We always love to hear it. Um, if there's any capybara experts out there that want to send us information about capybaras, we're still trying to figure out if Scooter and Skeeter are those. Um, I think they're capybaras. It's, it could be. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Skaterial on iTunes. It'll help us bump up the charts and make us more visible. It'll bring more listeners. More listeners equals more theories. More theories equals more clues. More clues equals us getting closer to the answers. And then Matt and I can finally go back to our real lives of being dolphin trainers. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> That's what we are when we're not investigating. As mentioned earlier in an earlier episode, uh-huh, with and Ro- it's a true thing. The true st- thing. It was the episode with Ronnie. Adrian and we never lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at I underscore lean. I'm on Twitter at Manser Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I guess there's only one thing left we can do. We go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. Bye bye. But all is lost when you aren't here. Where did you go? Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.